Welcome to another episode of the Florida Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us, by us, top of the intersection of black culture and soccer. Got your boy here, Grego here. Got the, the light skin patrol all around me uh, th- this week. We got Sylves, Sky, <laughs> Coach Tony. I said it's just a, the light skin block. It's the off wheat block. Hey, bro. Here. I got my pal be sure. Going on. <laughs> um, I don't know if you happen to watch the um, the Club World Cup final with uh, Palmeiras and Chelsea, but like y'all might have found found your home in in Palmeiras because that fan base is awfully awfully. Yeah, they're, they're like, and it's hard to be. I, I say this as a Chelsea fan; it's probably pretty hard to be lighter than Chelsea fans, but they seem to have managed to do it. Like they got that just that that that, that pinch of coffee <laughs> to that cream. That, that that tinge of coffee to that cream. It's all cream. Drop of coffee, cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's mayo. That's vanilla mayo. Oh god. I mean, you know, you 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 have a head coach now, and, and Mike uh, McDaniel. Like, like I said, like the the, the, the team is forming up. Are we talking about that? Awfully human. <laughs> I'm a human. <laughs> Why, Mike? My lord. All right. Oh my God! Are you interviewing for the head coach of Miami job? <laughs> I'm too dark. I'm too dark. I'm too dark. He like, like y'all, y'all, he, y'all got, gotta a, y'all show got a shot. Father. He got to show his father. Well, he has to because, like, yeah, if, if, if he's as dark as like, me, you, gotta show your, you can't just say that. If he's as dark as me, we're gonna have, we're gonna have to have a conversation because, right. like, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's uh, yeah, like, that, like the whole logic behind it because, like course we had that conversation and i'm like if you ever like i actually saw a, a picture of him as a ball boy for the broncos and i told y'all back when the announcement first happened like he looks like him and kristen press could be could be cousins and i'm like I, and i saw Damn. without kristen all the press is the bougie light-skinned cousin that you don't hate yeah. <laughs> that, i'm about to say i'm about hey you watch your mouth you you about like, press. watch your <laughs> mouth I know that's your girl. Tread, I know. Tread, tread lightly. I say that from love. I say that from love. Tread lightly. Girl, what's that? Tread I'm saying lightly. she's the one you get along with. Like you take her to do hood shit, but like. <laughs> okay. All right. She's a little bougie. As long as she doesn't end up like uh, what's her name in Snowfall, then we could. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I'm gonna get dark for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh I man. I can't wait till the next season of Snowfall. Nah, Man, you know, I got a kid. My, I got a Christmas kid. So I'm rocking tomorrow. You know. Hey, that. Man, they look like That's they home. had the uh 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 uh. uh he, oh boy, he was like, "No, nah, I'm human." And then he looked. Well, like, I was like, "Oh, I'm a human no. being whose who's dad is black." I'm like, okay. uh, "So, what is your daddy? Is your daddy like an alien? Is he Jar Jar Binks?" <laughs> right. You like, what's that? Like, uh, like where's your daddy then? Like, your daddy's not human. Then. Who your daddy's Based son? On that logic. <laughs> I need to see your daddy. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Speaking of logic, because like I, I I saw it like I saw this. Oh, your last nonsense that you go. posted. Yes, the evolution squints from the Sandlot to logic to head coach of the Miami. Like it's it's but it's all right there. Like we did we did not know that squints was, was black. Now the first two uh, accept their blackness. Where oh boy, he like now nah, I'm human. Wait, squints ain't black. Hey, but they all look like. Yeah, look, he I does. Said, he does look, like I said, look at it, like look at them side spectrum. by side. You be like, oh my god, like like spectrum, we didn't people. know. We a spectrum. It's a spectrum. It's that's a why we like a spectrum. Recognize the spectrum. Say not everybody is the same shade. Like that's why, like when people say that we all look alike, I'm like, oh. what are you talking about? 
Not even yeah. in our own families. Heck, even on my own body. My arm is one color from a face. I'm up here with my <laughs> Hey, hey, show that, show that arm again. Let's let's see that ass show up again. Let's see that. That's no real Ooh, ass. Don't do that. You're not, you're not embarrassing me. No. That's light skin. Don't do that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that arsenal though behind you though. Look at that arsenal. Like I, I, I see the, the FTC uh, the gear from Fly. Yes, I yes. Know, but I'm just seeing like a lot of yellow just flashing in front of my screen. I feel like there's some caution lights going on. <laughs> oh, like, oh, is this an amber alert? Is this an amber alert with all that yellow? Oh, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Did my phone just go on, yo? <laughs> Wow. I love you. It's all love. It's all. It love. is all love. That's the same, oh. the same damn complexion. You just got better. Like this I just got. It's still beard all black. Everything. It. it just comes in different. <laughs> exactly. Now, if you shave off the beard, is it like two tone? Yo, when I shave the beard, Did you off? look like Kevin on stage Ooh. in that picture. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. like he, see, of, well, of all the roasting that happened Melissa, last week, Melissa was letting that happen. No. Of way. all the roasting that happened last week, I was like, hold up, like, like. If, if I had a picture of Tony without his beard, because like every so Yo. often, like he, like he's actually brave I'll enough. To every now and then. Yeah, he'll he'll be brave enough to do it. I'm like, that's what you do. Better when one you can grow me. one though. Like he can grow it back. Yes, I look yes, 12 years old. First of all, oh, I, I believe it. Beard and then it's, I just, uh, everybody. Like, there's just no way your boys like, take you seriously. You even no, but the the weirdest thing, the thing that hurts my heart is when my daughter looks at me like. Ugh. Who are you? Yo, let me tell you. My dad had to shave, my dad had to shave like, his beard off. He's like, you not my daddy. He had to shave it for work once, and he didn't tell us. He just came home. My sister and I were like, oh, no. You can't do that. We were literally like, you can't do that anymore. But it's <laughs> I'm not a, like, I'm like, I can't remember the comedian. And Kev was talking about last weekend. I referenced it, but like, whoever made that comment is like, yo, I don't trust anybody without no mustache. And he's like, yo, where's your stash at? Yeah, like. <laughs> There's, there's only one it's person that I, I can say I trust without a mustache, and that's Obama. That's really it. Like I, and, I, I can't think of any other black person. I just feel like he man. struggles to grow. Facially. No, I, I yeah. think that if if he allowed himself to, it actually did. would be would be pretty great. I think it would. Okay. But uh, you, we do you, have. You a, think it's gonna be like he's gonna have that Morgan Freeman rough looking beard? The salt and pepper. No, I think he no, got the salt no, and pepper. No. It's the smooth. Yeah, salt and pepper. Like I said, just like it's probably it's probably like like real. It almost, it's almost like it's like it's uh, been pressed. Uh, First of all, is it his choice or is it Michelle's choice? Right. No, it's the, it's the government's choice. <laughs> it's the government's choice. Yeah, he's still a former president. I don't know what the cutoff is when you can start growing in facial hair. Right, right. Like, 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 like when, hold on, like, hold on, player. When do you say F as a as a president? Just like yeah, I think it's don't like the ten year mark when you don't have Secret Service anymore. Maybe that's the time. No, they 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 had that for life. They like, have oh, for life. Secret Service is for life. For life. Yeah. They, they, Kids they, don't, they, Sasha they, out here. Sasha they still get the security briefings. They still get all that. Like, it's I like it, it doesn't so really stop. I saw the. I saw Jimmy Carter's grandkids, and Jimmy Man. Carter came to the class, or to, yeah, and yeah, them secret services are around. So, oh, Sonia yeah. Sotomayor spoke at our school, and I was like, you couldn't get so close. Like, I was like, nope. They move every. Anytime she moved, she came off the stage. They all moved. I was like, oh no, I don't want any parts of that. I'm good, but, but yeah. Hey, man, speaking uh, of Secret Service, I mean, shout out to Kendrick Lamar and uh, his little, you know, pulling out the oh, Public yeah. Enemy style, you know, yeah. uh, like I was so hyped when I heard him in Pyro. I was like, oh my god! Oh, we oh, we gonna talk about that. And the kids and, in my and, house were like, mm, "What's happening?" I was like, "Leave me be." 
We're gonna have we're gonna have a good, a good conversation about that. <laughs> Almost pulled the muscle because you know the way my knees are set up. Yo, I had oh, I my know. daughter. I had my daughter in my lap while we were watching it, and I was just like, "What?" <laughs> she was like, "Why are we doing it?" She's like, "What are you doing, Daddy?" I was like, "Baby girl, this song hit. It slaps. It's real music. It's real music. It slaps." Y'all know nothing about that, that boy. Yeah, exactly. I was like, baby girl, you gonna rock with me on this one. Well, they know who Mary J. Blige is, and they know who Snoop is. So I feel we like gonna, we, we trust me. We gonna, we gonna have a whole a sorry, whole conversation up and into a put you down. Bye, bye, bye. But, but uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that 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 whole halftime was a whole moment. So yeah, we gotta we gotta get that yeah. one some time. But yeah, we do have a special guest this week. Uh, someone that actually has not somehow Tony has not been on the show in quite some time, but is is finally back on. Uh, set, set us up. Uh, who we got this week? So we got someone who's near and dear to the podcast. Um, she's almost a sister to me, and she's someone who is making, like, she's a trailblazer within the soccer community. Um, not just the black soccer community, but just the soccer community as a whole. Uh, it's none other than Nicole Hercules who runs the whole Black advocacy group within United Soccer Coaches, but like she's a beast. She's representing NY, not the city, but you know, I'll let her talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that made Uh-oh. me laugh. Oh, like. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's nothing but love, you know. <laughs> I appreciate it. That was a great intro. I appreciate that, Tony. You know, it's all good for my brothers and now my sisters that I'm meeting here now. It's always love. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a good minute. We're glad to have you back on. Uh, how things been going? Man, we've been staying busy. You know, it's been a lot of work that we have to do when it comes to addressing issues with being black in the soccer landscape. Um, and we're not gonna, we're not gonna stop. We're not gonna put the the pedal down. So we've been doing work. You know, we've we've literally got on the ground. We've had conversations with folks from the the grassroots landscape all the way up to the professional landscape. We have influential black coaches and black folks in really important positions. And we're just looking to get that synergy and make sure that folks realize that it's got to be for the culture first and always. <laughs> see what you did there. See I what see, you see did that? There. You see that? It's always for the culture. Hey, man, you, you better slam that, bro. That was, you, you better slam that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, we uh, we're just coming off of uh, the the yearly convention. Uh, this year was in Kansas City, and um, yeah, we're gonna talk about that in just a few. Like honestly, I don't have a whole lot to talk talk about. But then, Killian and Bobby gave me some good stuff to talk about uh, today, and I was like, man, I think um, how, how, next how year it will be for us. It will be for us next year. That's all I keep like, thinking. Yo, like <laughs> That's why you the gotta be fact free. that. It, the fact that they could even get to this point where it's like he just about to just go ahead and walk over to Real he Madrid <laughs> for for the free and and in the ninety third minute I was like oh my god like like he's so good I, I, I'm I'm so happy I, I happened to be in front of my computer watching the game at that moment I was like oh but that's just real can I can I tell y'all something I knew Messi was gonna miss that PK I said that should have been Mbappe's I knew it before he stepped up I was like if Messi takes that PK he's gonna miss it because it should have been Mbappe who was working his tail off that whole mm-hmm. game playing by himself half the time and as soon as I saw Messi step up I said you're gonna miss that yeah you and know Messi ain't been Messi did. like like most of this year like I like guess it's, it's been like so hit or miss and yeah. in, in a lot of ways it's like 
you know, Mr. Seven at Todd Novella, but it's like, like you have, you have, uh, that's, that's the crazy part. I'm like, yeah. oh, he, he still supports people still fuss. It, it's just, and the Todd Novella keeps on going, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's as long as he's moving units, as long as he's moving kids. Yeah, they don't care. That's all yeah, they say, hey, you just want our money. But yeah, like the uh, so like the Champions League uh, knockout stages just um, <clears throat> kicked back off uh, today. Uh, again, uh, the, the first uh, two games that ha- happened on the first legs were uh, PSG and Real Madrid and also Sporting Lisbon and Man City. Don't really have too much to say about the Sporting <laughs> City game because like, yeah, City just... <laughs> City just put their foot in that ass. Like it just—that's really all you can they really say. All the way off. <laughs> they, they, they put they put five that feet in, in that this ass. A, we say this every year. Is this the year? Man, let's hey, that, that can happen. It's it's. I, I'm. A, I'll say this. If there was if there was any year, it probably would be this year because the way the things have gone upside down this year in sports. I'm gonna be like, it, it probably would happen this year, but it just can't. So, it can't. So how emotional are y'all gonna be if they win? Who, City? I'd rather they not. I'm a free agent. I'm on a higher plane. I'd rather they not. Like, who who do you normally watch in uh, in Europe, Nicole? I'm an Arsenal fan, but to be honest, guys, I have Ooh. not been able to watch. I've not been. I, <laughs> I have not been able to. Well, hey, you y'all. Sound, want you sound like you sound like Tony. So trust me, I get. It. I have not been able to watch. I can't do it. Can't do it to myself. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, right, right now things are okay. Things are are, are at least. Looking shot positive. Top four, maybe you know. Yeah. <laughs> I want to turn my screen off right now. I don't. I don't even want to talk about it, guys. I really don't. Like, I mean, technically, <laughs> the women are still in first, so that makes you. That's feel there we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the women just played Chelsea this weekend, right? This past weekend, right? Yeah, it's a draw. Yeah. They, they, yeah. What, they, what yeah. happened? They what? They drew. Well, we're not gonna talk about the handball. Oh, okay. That wasn't that. It's so just. Carter don't lie. Do too. not lie. <laughs> That was a blatant handball. Okay, there was plenty of missed opportunities. Y'all she was all emotional. She up to hit that with her hand. I got to hear right. this all week. Emotional. <laughs> yes. Emotional. Because it was a bad call. Twice. Oh, God. Both games. Oh, yeah, you're a Chelsea fan. That's right. Yeah. And are are you both on... games, we got screwed. I'm so bad. I am on a higher plane. I okay, she... From a distance. United she's hurt off, her she, too she's much. She's our free agent United. FC. Free agent. I'm free That's agent. Except for Angel City. I'm free agent. Oh, my God. And Atlanta Falcons fan. Only one team can hurt me. <laughs> well, they, they have, so there you go. Oh, they keep on hurting you, but no, like That's so, like, um, yeah. Let's just let's just uh, do like a, a quick little rundown as far as like what's up, uh, what's coming up with the Champions League knockout um, uh, matchups. Um, like I mentioned before, we got Sporting and City already played down the first leg. City um, broke five feet up in that ass five nil um, away from home. PSG got the last minute win over Real Madrid, giving them a one nil um, lead going into the second leg. And then the other uh, knockouts, we got uh, Benfica and Ajax, uh, Atletico Madrid and Telenovela United, oh, uh, uh, Inter Milan Liverpool. and Liverpool. Um, Chelsea and Lille. Yes, yes, I see that. That's, that actually might and be And then Bayern and uh, Salzburg, right? Uh, Bayern and Salzburg, and then also Villarreal and Juventus. That's the one uh, I couldn't remember. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I haven't had the picture up, so yeah, I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> trust me, I, 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 I get it. But um, 
Man, I guess I, I don't, boy. What's what's up, Tony? I got a question. I got a question. What's up? So, what are y'all thoughts about you know the new way that Champions League is doing the no away goal situation? Um, um are y'all for it or are y'all against it? I wasn't um, anti away goal, but I yeah, do I think either. it should have been nixed at if they went to extra time. Like I don't think it should count once you get extra time because you don't get extra time in the first leg. Right. Like that part makes sense. Wait. Okay. So it can count no, in regulation because you first, always play regulation. Yeah. Right. And the second leg, if it's tied up, then you go to extra time. And it's like you didn't you didn't have extra time in the first leg, so just be straight up. Like okay, we're tied. It's basically like nil nil, and yeah, whoever has uh, whoever wins in extra time wins. So you I like this games. rule. You're saying. I, I'm not against it. I did, I just like was it really that necessary? Like I I just I just it, it, it's, it, I mean it, it's a difference maker definitely for sure. I, I mean, mean it definitely changed up the dynamic for sure. But like I mean, I, I I wasn't one of those that was like oh my god like we got to absolutely push it and change and change things. I mean I guess in theory, I mean the, well, I, 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 the reason why I ask is because like it, it does make a difference. Scoring on the road yeah. in hostile environment. Yeah. Right. You know, and I I mean there is something to that to be there I kinda liked it. I'm not gonna lie. I love like, it. I, yeah, I, I liked that. it. The fact that like if you're someone who scores away, that means something. And yeah. it it almost like is you're rewarded for doing well on mm-hmm. harsh conditions. And especially like, you know, back in the day of the early Champions League, like when you're going I mean, obviously I've been in my turkey mode and focused on mm-hmm. turkey and like if you go to Galatasaray and all that stuff, like mm-hmm. those stadiums, there's no <laughs> like yeah. you're literally going into hell and mm-hmm. it's for you to score in those situations, that means something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So okay. it should mean more than just like one goal type of thing. Like it, it should mean more like two type of thing. So I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of it to be honest. Yeah. I, I like the way of the, the way goals mean more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I honestly forgot it changed. That means uh-huh. Gordon got a hope. They got a chance. It's not ten. It's- <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying there's a chance. All, of, all the starters for City will be injured. That's about it. They're about to do. They're about to do sporting like Club America did us. It's like you know what? Let's play. The, let's play the rookies. Like it ain't no big deal. Like you know, just yeah. just, just just come down there, go to Strokers, and then come, and then come back home. It's all good. This would have been a, a Ferran Torres game, but he ain't there no more. So. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody can't go to Magic City. Everybody can't go. Sometimes oh, it's just gotta Lord. be strokers, oh, and, and, and that'd be that. Wow. <laughs> what does Magic City, but Manchester look like? Good God. That seems sad. <laughs> that seems sad. Sorry. I, I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But like, okay. I guess like out of the matchups that, that that we have in this round, like which ones are y'all looking looking forward to right now? I mean, today's was probably the... That was the highlight game. The highlight one. Um, So, Athl- Athleti and Tele Nevela. 
is just I don't know what to do with that. Terrible. I don't know which version of those teams are like Simeone Ball versus oh god. <laughs> Ragnick and, and, uh, and, 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 and our the Ragnarok. And our and our boy Ted Lasso. And our boy Ted Lasso. They called him. I cannot believe they called that man Ted Lasso. Yeah, let's let's, let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk about that real quick. Because uh, first of all, that is uh the man who coaches the Jets. That's the same person. <laughs> That's Robert Tella. Yeah. So like the word uh, out in the streets is that uh, is that there's there's always been like kind of rumbles for a while that the uh, the first team isn't all that crazy about Chris Armas, the uh, the new uh, assistant coach for Man United, uh, who also is a stunt double for for Robert Sala, uh, and um, and yeah, like and and the word that came out over the past weekend was that they have come to dub him Ted Lasso. Of course, for those of y'all that don't know, Ted Lasso is the uh, popular uh, TV show on on Apple Plus about the American coach who came over to England to coach soccer. And, and of course, like the, the growing pains that, that, that came with that as he learned the game. And um, yeah, like, of course, so like, this is definitely not a compliment in the, I, I need my, my, my mornings. Um, what was that? A biscuit that, um, that he always fixed. Like, like a, I guess yeah, in Britain, a it's a biscuit yeah, cookie. Yeah. Yeah. Biscuits with the boss. Biscuits with the boss. Mm-hmm. But um yeah like it it definitely was not a compliment and um like I saw I saw a very funny video about the Cooligans um over the weekend like just like remember Chris Armas is Puerto Rican and from New York like this could get real gully real fast <laughs> if, 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 they, if they really wanted to and I'm just like they sh- they should have I don't know why they did this in the first place I, I get it that you know Armas has a history with Rangnick but I'm like he. he we did. We didn't think he was good here, let alone good enough for Man United. So I don't. I don't understand that. <laughs> it's not a good year for American coaches abroad so far. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I, I actually, I've come to find out that apparently, because uh, uh, Jesse Marsh was also an assistant under Rangnick, Rangnick here at um, at New York Red Bulls, but apparently they had a falling out, and mm-hmm. that's why you don't see Marsh. Uh, as as a potential candidate to um, to have been his assistant at Man United, but I'm like that would to me that would have been a better fit because I'm like at least people already know in Europe like okay they know his name they know his mm-hmm. resume it's like even though things work out at Leipzig I'm like you know there's there's still been some success in Europe to where it's like we might be able to warm up to him in like maybe five years maybe. <laughs> Do you think he did the he stepped too high first like. There Ooh, um, was there a, was there a sweet swap spot between Salzburg and Leipzig? I know it's the same system, but um, I, I, I don't actually know don't what that think so. I, I think yeah. like in Europe, I think in Europe it's just Salzburg and Leipzig. So pretty much like once you yeah. no no yeah yeah once you um uh do your thing at Salzburg, it's like either you're going to go to Leipzig or you find out what other options out there. Remember when before he took the Leipzig job, like apparently he was a candidate for, uh, to go to Spurs. He, he turned that down. I think there was like one other job in England that um that was looking at him and he turned that down. And he almost turned down the Leipzig job because they were looking at other other candidates. But um but yeah like things just obviously went um went to shit pretty quickly. But um I think that this would have been an opportunity for him had had he been on good terms with Ragnick to where I I could rebuild my my resume 
off of this job, even though I probably won't get this job in particular is something that can lead to something decent, you know, in the next, like next summer, things like that. What are you thinking, Tony? I'm thinking that he's F. <laughs> yeah. This ain't gonna work out. I, I think in Europe, it's not. Yeah. I don't. I don't think there's any way that he can succeed or win people over, or anyway. Um, and especially at this point in juncture where Man United is, I mean, obviously, this is. Uh, a club that everyone wants to be a part of, but at the same time right now, it's like nobody wants to be a part of it. Because, like you said, the telenovela, telenovela of it is it's a soap opera, and it's it's almost a no-win situation. Um, and so, with that being said, it, it's a no-win situation. Hmm. I'm sorry. It is. And I, as much as I love Man United, anybody that touches Man United within the next three years is not going to be a good situation. Um, and it's still, a, I mean, we we are, I just said, we are the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> of soccer. Damn. <laughs> Dang. It's good, it's good to do that I point. I hate to admit it, and it, it hate, I hate to say that because, you know, I've been supporting United since the mid-90s, and... It's just, yeah. you know, I've been through the glory days of it and seeing all this, and then for people to say that, like, oh, y'all, you know, you don't support them because they're like the Cowboys of soccer and blah, 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 this and that, whatever, or the Yankees of soccer. But for any American to be attached to it, too, I mean, you gotta remember, people forget that Tim Howard was a goalkeeper for May United. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and those times when it wasn't a beautiful showcase, he had a horrible time at May United. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. luckily he found his calling with Everton um, yeah. during those times. But with all that being said, it's a shit show. <laughs> Plain and simple. Now, it is. That's why I got and this is, I'm, I'm saying as a fan and someone who's going to support it, I'm going to support this shit show. Yeah. <laughs> Right now, I'm they're a lifestyle brand. It's a shit show. Why you being um, like that? Why you gotta be like that, Sills? Am I wrong? Is she wrong? Arsenal, like, you know, it's between the kits and, 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 and the dope swag, it's like... They do have nice yeah. kids. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, then, and then, and we're not even talking about... We, we've glazed over the fact that the person almost bought his kit with Ooh. his name on it. Ooh, yeah, good call. Yeah. Good call. I, I, yeah, we haven't touched on that yet. Mason Green. Neither has United, really. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and mean, so like, there is a soap opera to like every corner of that training space. I cannot imagine being a person who works there right now. I cannot imagine. Mm. I got yeah. a lot of gray hair now. <laughs> with my youth aspect of this. <laughs> right. And you, you want me to deal with all, all these people? He can't I mean, say, like, is Rainick's not Rainick's not gonna coach? Like he'll be maybe Ragnarok. 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 Yeah. Ragnarok. Ragnarok. 
I mean, <laughs> honestly, yeah. I, I think that the way things are looking, like even if he was to to manage to be cleared of all this, like, I'll, not only do I think his career at United's done, I think his career at England's done. Like, he's probably going to find a uh, if he if he is a lot to play probably somewhere else outside of England. Like, I just that scrutiny that's going to come. You know how like a lot of people nowadays uh, presume guilt before. Um, before they go to trial, it's like, yeah, like that, like that stigma is gonna gonna remain on him probably regardless of of the result. And yeah. you know, that like that's the unfortunate part in all this because obviously you had a player who was very talented, and like I said, like you had you have this incident that's basically gonna follow him wherever he goes. Like he could probably be in Ukraine, and those two were like, yeah, he was that guy who did who did that thing. And it's on, it's on camera though. That's mm. yeah. That's yeah. Damn, you brought you, you brought Ukraine. Damn. That's yeah. They, I mean, anywhere, I know, I know, really I know, like, I know they're about to go to war. <laughs> but yeah, like, and I was, like, nah, I was about to be can't, can't, real petty. With him. I'm about to be real petty. If he serves his time, at least he can come to the MLS. Oh, nah. oh. I don't see it. So, I don't see it. I don't I'm see saying it. legally. <laughs> legally. He he has the legally, he can go to a whole other place. Everybody has that option, is what I'm saying. But legally, hey, that's that a whole same, different story. In that same theater, yo, what is Adrian Peterson doing? Like, bro, what the heck? <laughs> I just heard about that. Man, a, a lot of people between between the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl, a lot of people just got 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 real got real crazy. You saw what happened with Alvin Kamara in in, in Vegas, like just that whole like they're probably like. I feel like this particular weekend in, in general, as far as the, the Super Bowl, Pro Bowl stuff, there's probably going to be a lot of stories that come out. They'd be like, yo, we didn't think that I was going to get out of here like that. But that's a whole that's a whole different story. But I, 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 I def- I've been like, sit your behind home for two weeks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> stay, stay, stay in Iowa. Like, like don't go nowhere. <laughs> stay stay in Omaha, please. Like, just do that. Unless you do in that Tennessee, for me. Like, like, like my man Weston. You always like that. <laughs> Because is there anything to do out in Omaha? Is there anything to do out in Omaha? I live mean, there. I live there, bro. Yeah, that's, that's, that's and, 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 and so you know. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Bro. You get in trouble anywhere if you try harder, though. Right, yeah, right. This is oh, true. Bro. You can find a way, and brothers will find a way. <laughs> yeah. Look, our homie go. Weston. I love Weston, but look at the homie Weston. I'm like, how you nationally that far from from Memphis, so. Yeah. It wasn't it, impossible. It wasn't impossible. You can get you some things. The streets were calling, man. It happens. <laughs> but no, I got a quick question for, for Nicole and uh, Tony as, as the resident coaches here. Because, like, um, tip, so, like, from what I've been told, typically it's the assistant coach that usually runs, like, the day to day practices. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Typically you will have, like, your, you know, your sporting director, your assistant coach who does a lot of that. Okay. Yeah, so like the dynamic with with uh, with Armas, I'm like, yeah, like you're basically you're you're getting this guy on a daily basis, and they're over here. I, I don't like know if that's him. the case with with Armas, though. I, I don't know. I would hope not. I would hope not, <laughs> because like from what from what the story been say, like like they're questioning his tactics. Like he doesn't really know how to. Like he's he's not up here as far as. T- uh, tactics and they're like mm-hmm. so we're basically like I think that the play obviously reflects a lack of tactics and lack of 
any any direction and i'm like they better cut this they better um cut bait on this before uh before this gets too crazy well, no, at least he coached before he Maybe coached, but it wasn't coached well. Like I mean, like he had he yeah, had the state in our Red Bulls that didn't edit into well. He lasted less than a year in Toronto, and like mind you, that was a team who had been to multiple uh, mm. MLS Cups the past few years. And they were like, you couldn't even last a year, mm. and like you and and you managed to luck up, and and have your old coach pull you out from the dirt and say, hey, come here and be my my assistant at Man United, like. One of the mm. biggest clubs in the world, and and for anyone who who in Europe was like, who who is this guy? Like, who right. is this? And they look and they look at his CV and they're like, um, mm. um who this? <laughs> who this trying to tell me to the press for it? Like, they'd be like, nah, son, nah, nah. Do you <laughs> like, think there's a scenario? And I'm talking the men's side, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. the, the women's side, it's conversation too. Do you think there's a scenario where like an American coach goes to? England, like Premier League, and comes in with that level of respect, though, because I I feel like you know, part of that is they don't respect. Yeah, they don't respect the coach. We're we're a good ways away from that. I think uh, when Bob Bradley uh, tried it at uh, at Swansea a few years back, and he didn't even last a month. I think that that was probably the closest that we'll got. Of course, you you had David Wagner, who he's American, but he grew up in Germany, right. um, who, who lasted a couple of years, but. Well, what about Jesse hard. Marsh? Did, didn't Jesse Marsh had a good little run for a little bit where I think he was even respected and embraced for a short while. Yeah. I think yeah. that I, I think that I think what happened in in um in Leipzig because it, it was kind of weird because he, he was there for like a year as an assistant before he went over to Salzburg. And I would I would have thought that the the perception wouldn't wouldn't have been as bad, but it just felt like they didn't really believe in what he was bringing. And mm-hmm. I think that I, I hopefully he he stays out there. Like that's that's at least my hope. Because I think I, that I don't think we're ever going to see anything in our lifetime. Uh, but it's, I think at best I, we might we we might get something no, like I, like, I, like I, at, a, at a mid table team, but like yeah. top like top six in, in any league. I think. It's a, that ain't happening no time no, soon. I don't think it's gonna happen during our lifetime. I mean, because as as much as I love the Premier League and the drama of it and the entertainment of it and mm. you know, teams and the talent and the competition and everything of that, I love it. But at the same time, there's colonial way mm. of the Premier League that mm. it just permeates throughout the soccer ethos. Mm. Mm-hmm. In so many facets, and U.S. is a byproduct of that, and mm-hmm. Cole definitely assesses, and myself, and just knowing within the coaching ranks that there's this automatic bias mm-hmm. of if I were to go toe to toe with a coach, and we have equal standards, and we have equal accomplishments, and equal everything. But if that coach has an English accent, yep, just like that. Yep, happens in the. I mean, you see what's happening in the women's game, right? And no I business. They got no business. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I. I'm just saying that, and maybe it's a chip on my shoulder, but I don't see anything changing mm-hmm. with in my lifetime. Okay. With, as Dion Cole said, I'm a, I'm 40 years old. I got 30 summers left. 
Mm. I don't see anything changing. Mm. It, 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 it's going to take a long time. I think at best <laughs> you get like a mid-table team. Like like what Jesse Marsh did at Leipzig, that might be like probably one of the best opportunities oh, we, mm. we probably ever get. And like I would rather just let, – let's focus on the black coaches at, yeah. that are actually from Europe and try to get them hired because mm. you have the ones over, over here, white or black. You know? Nuno. It, 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 it ain't happening. I mean, Vieira is in Crystal Palace, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah he's actually managed to. Um, um, they're not bad. Yeah, they're, they're they're starting to pick up some um, some good momentum there. And but yeah, like, hmm. like as far as over here, yeah. I, you know I, what's I don't... funny though, Greg, is that like we had a conversation with the uh, the black and Asian minority some folks from that group. And mm-hmm. they were actually saying that they feel like it's better over in the States than it is for them in the UK. Mm-hmm. And that was shocking to me. I can I believe it. That was absolutely shocking to me. I was like, what? Can you please tell me a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're looking to have some type of a partnership with them and to, and to work on mm-hmm. some different initiatives to create opportunities and exchanges um, from the state. Because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take folks who are immersed in that community. That's why Jesse Marks had some um, little bit of respect from the community because he was immersed in it. He learned mm. it. He learned the language. Mm. Um, I think sometimes with the American ego, people just jump over there thinking everything's going to be smooth, but you really mm. have to learn the lay of the land, put that yeah. time in, earn that respect um, before you can hop into those positions and think you're going to be successful. So I think it's going to take some of these young coaches who are willing mm. to do the work, who are willing to learn. Um, and I, I agree with Tony. I mean, I think it's tough, though, because I think there's such... And you talk to the, the, the national team players, former national team players from the States who went over to play in mm. the UK and just how much, they, how hard they had to work. Like Kristen Pulisic has to go through it. All these guys who are overseas right now, that the idea of what it is to be American, playing, coaching, whatever mm. it may be, even the owners, our owners are, our American owners are hated, you know? Yeah. So it's one of those things where we have to change that narrative. And I don't know. I, I don't know. I hope it does yeah. change in our in our lifetime, but I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's it's difficult, and I think like you take the example of of Jesse Marsh and Bob Bradley, like they, Bob Bradley was coaching the second division of of, uh, of France, and uh, before he got hired over at Swansea, he was close to getting promoted to uh, to League One, and like even for coaching two national teams, coaching, uh, trying to work his way up um, within Europe, they're like. Once he got over to the EPL, they were like, "Nah, we ain't, we ain't doing this. Like, cut, like, cut this, cut this mm-hmm. real quick." And I think for over here, Bob Bradley's one of the most respected coaches um, out there. But like over there, like, who, who, mm-hmm. who this? Like, that's that's the kind of uh, disparity that that you're working with. And that's that's a white dude. So like, it's it's it probably even worse for for. Um, and African Americans, mm. yeah, like you're like, nah, I get, I uh, get this out of here. So, like, but I can see, see where, where their respect was coming from, like where they might have it easier over here, because at the very least, we're at least somewhat open. It yeah. just like we gotta get a whole lot better, and we're gonna talk about that in the uh, on the second half of, of the show. Uh, we're gonna recap uh, the convention and uh, more with Nicole. We're gonna take a quick break, get a word from my homies at Two Cents, and um. Yeah, we'll be right back.
Hello, and welcome to episode 36 of Shea Butter FC, a podcast by, for, and about Black women in soccer, featuring your hosts, Sky and Silves. This week, we talk with Jake and Phil of Chicago Black Fires, a Black supporters group for fans of the Chicago Red Stars and Chicago Fire. We explore SBFC Brown Sugar But Soccer, where we discuss their love of the game and how they form their group. Then, in SBFC Pimp My Squad, we look at the importance of supporters groups like Chicago Black Fires and the impact on their Chicago community. Then we delve into SBFC Get You Fits Right, which explores the intersections of soccer and Black culture and what they'd like to see for the Red Stars in the future. Then we get into Shea Butter Freestyles, where we explore more hot takes and fun topics, including the infamous poll FC votes. Lastly, we end with our hits and riffs and rants and raves of the week. Please check out Chicago Black Fires on Twitter at fires underscore black and Instagram at blackfiresoccer. Don't forget to follow Shea Butter FC on Twitter and Instagram at SBFC underscore podcast and hit up our website at www.sheabutterfc.com. As always, don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate the show on your favorite platforms. Until next time, we'll see you when we see you. Again. Dig in, bro. I was about to dig in on that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm about to, to set you in. with a call up. I'm about to set you with a call up. Good. Uh, uh, One second. Hold on. I need to plug this in. Go ahead. Oh lord, I'm freezing. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize that the, the, the wardrobe changed. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, I saw. Oh, I didn't even notice you did it either, and I saw you. Sorry, I'm moving up. You dead the lion. Oh, these are my school colors too. So. <laughs> Michigan uh, maize and blue. It's a light. Hold on, what, what, what did you start playing in Michigan? Like, hold on, we got. We, we no, I was I was trying to make him feel better. I mean, you know, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. All right, in uh, five, four, three, two. And we're back. Y'all ain't gonna roast me today because I got my hat on. <laughs> Tell y'all hey, that real quick. I mean, I would I was only being honest, and y'all just took a moment of honesty and y'all decided to just go ahead, just put me on, on the pit and, and 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 just keep rotating me. Hey, we gave you opportunity to be like, are you sure? That's big. That's a big I mean, You were on a show with a comedian. I don't know how you thought that was gonna go. He wasn't even wasn't even on yet. Like that that was that was just them, them, them two. Hey hey, y'all realize Drago got a street named after him in Detroit? No. By no. his headline, by his head size, it's called Eight Mile. Like it's oh, eight yeah. miles. Uh, 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 I was listening uh, so intently to like. Oh, I was ready. I knew a joke was coming. <laughs> I was like, this, Drago's head is just eight miles Dang, going. Y'all gonna, Y'all, people, man. Y'all gonna Yo. leave me alone. But uh, right there. eight mile. But yes, wow. we 
we are we are joined by Nicole Hercules. Uh, are are you still um the head of the um, uh, Black Soccer Coaches? Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So what's what's been going on in the past year with that? Yeah, we found it. We actually celebrated our 25th anniversary at the convention this year. So we were in Kansas City. Um, it was a great year. We had a lot of coaches who won, you know, league championships, coaches of the year. Um, just a record number. So it was really exciting to celebrate that, to come together with coaches from all the different, uh, you know, youth level, college level, professional level to get everyone kind of. T- oh, yes. Bring it. The United Soccer Coaches scarf. Okay. Tony. All right. Very nice. He's a part of the family. He knows the deal. Yes. You know, but it's always a great time because we have over probably a thousand coaches um, mm-hmm. in, within our group. And when we come together, there's really nothing like it, especially when you're doing coaching education. There's advocacy. There's just our socials. Um, it really is a great time. It's a great time for just that fellowship. It's that great time for just getting some insight, for working on different partnerships. Um, so it's always a phenomenal time when we all get together. And next year, we're going to be in Philadelphia. So we're looking forward to uh, to what that will potentially be. And you're asking about some of the things that we've done for the year. And I mean, we just finished with U.S. Youth Soccer. We were talking about really addressing some of the racial discrimination and different things that are happening in the soccer landscape from the youth grassroots level all the way up. Um, We did a report with U.S. Youth Soccer that addressed all of the different racial discrimination issues that we're having. Uh, The first report that was done pretty much concluded that there's pretty much 80, what is it, 98 percent of the executive directors in um, U.S. Youth Soccer are white. Um, and that they weren't able to get all of the different, I want to say it was, um, there are 15 state associations that did not participate. But other than that, we're, we're pretty clear on what the leadership looks like across the youth soccer landscape. So we're really looking for ways to start getting black coaches and administrators in some leadership positions where they're becoming decision makers. So that report went in. That should be going to the board of directors. We should be hearing back from that soon. You know, we've worked with MLS Next, MLS about addressing things. They formed their DEI group after a conversation that we had with the amazing Fred Lipka, who we also brought out to the convention to have a little closed meeting with some folks. Um, so we're really looking to address the different issues that we have in the soccer landscape that plague our youth, our players, our coaches. Um, and, you know, the conversations are one thing, but we're really looking forward to seeing some policy that's put into place um, and things that are going to change the landscape for the good. So we have a lot more work to do because it's really been surface level, but, you know, we're, we're getting the ball rolling and we're really happy with some of the, the conversations we've been having. Yes, yeah, that sounds uh, um, great. Like how I guess like we're still technically within the the pandemic, but of course I think things are getting somewhat close to normal. Like like what were like the biggest the biggest obstacles for for uh, coaches and and players um, throughout throughout of course this first period of the pandemic. For coaching education, I mean, we couldn't do anything in person. So to do on-field training sessions and things like that, of course, that's a little uh, tough. Um, so a lot of things were done on Zoom. I think they were able to. They were able to do a few. Like they were, we did a, a session in um, Atlanta with a Nigerian uh, group that was out there. So there were some in-person sessions, but the. The, the 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 amount of them were just fewer than we're than we're used to just with with how COVID's been going and things like that. So it's changed a few things. We found ways to kind of navigate that and, and figure out how that would work. Um, but yeah, it's been tough. You got any uh, questions, Silves? Um, I guess my biggest one is since you're sort of in the trenches, and I know Tony is too. 
um, and particularly our focus is on the on the women's soccer side. Um, but you mentioning youth, and I'm like, man, 98 seems small. <laughs> um, honestly, 98 percent, yeah, yeah. 98 seems like a small number compared to what you know what we're seeing. You know, as as people um, rise higher, but like we hear from parents of of young black girls playing and, and things like that. What are some of the things that we can do with the platform that we have to, I don't know, help change the conversation, reform, maybe I, we need to burn it down. Like what are some of the immediate things that we can we can do? You know, as soon as you said that, the first thing that came to my mind was a story, that story, uh, Thory Staples Bryan, former national team player, brought to me probably, probably six months ago. And there was a young girl who was playing on a predominantly white team in the North Carolina area. And her mm. parents just happened to not be there on that day. So there's certain things that we have to talk about and communicate because when these situations happen, um, some people don't know how to deal with it. But because the girl had braids in her hair, the referee told her that she couldn't play because her hair was a, a weapon, was a deadly weapon and could hurt people. Um, so these are some of the conversations and the discriminations and things that happen with our young players. And that day, although that girl was the best player, she realized she was different. Everyone has that day where they recognize, okay, I'm black. You know, for that girl, it was that day. And she, to the point where she didn't want to play anymore because she realized that she was different. But we have to find ways to have these discussions so that coaches, referees, and all of these folks know that these things happen um, and that it's unacceptable. It's part of the reason why we have the, we had that report written with U.S. Youth Soccer. We have folks with U.S. Club Soccer. And it's the basic things at the ground level that we're looking to address, along with even just like having a proper review board. When you have a black coach who's uh, in a predominantly white and environment and there's a racial situation that, that he goes through and doesn't have the, the proper support and backing. Who does that coach report that to um, when you're afraid you may lose your job? And we've had folks who have lost, lost their job when they've tried to confront many of the things that are happening. Um, on the women's landscape, I will say when I had a conversation with Kia McNeil and some other folks and we've mm -hmm. looked towards um, forming a Black Women's Association is um, we need more Black female coaches. We mm. need more representation. Um, mm. It's the numbers are horrendous. We have three black female coaches in the NCAA. Um, and when it comes yeah. to the conversation that we tried to have with, uh, we, well, we talked to Tori Huster from uh, the National the Women's Player Association yeah. when we were trying to to work with some of the the black leadership, but there is none. <laughs> you know, we have Carla Thompson who's now working with San Diego Wave. But when we're talking about diversity and representation at the professional level, the National Women's uh, Soccer League, I think, is in, in, in last place. Yeah. Wow. Like, I mean, I like we know those things, but even that story of like her braids are a weapon, even though at the top you see the crystals, the midgets, like people play with braids, like the disconnect is just very. And I mean, I've had that happen on, just on my local team, too, but I'm the coach. Do you, do you, do you right. see the difference? So I'm, can, yeah. And that and my kid's playing. So that's the difference. Right. That, that girl had to sit out. Jeez. So there's an awareness at a basic level that we have to work on just to make sure that there's a cultural sensitivity and awareness just across mm -hmm. the entire soccer landscape. And it's it's. It's decent coaches, right? They're not even like mm. horrible people. They just don't know any better. You would think someone knows better that you, mm. you're you're talking as though this child is an object, as though mm. she's not a human being, um, and not even recognizing the impact and the trauma that that can cause a kid because you it, it's not something that you have to worry about. Um, so 
not even like we're just even talking just at the micro level. We're not even talking at the you know the grand scheme of things. We're just talking at the really basic entry level of this mm-hmm. game. Some of the things that we're talking about, and you hear the you know the Crystal Duns and folks talking about it, but many of them just put their head down and did the work because they wanted to play. Yeah. You know, so. Um. Sorry, I'm, I'm processing. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I guess my other my other ask would be then in terms of the gross lack of representation of black women in the coaching ranks, like what are some of the things then, or if there is say a 20 something year old black woman, who's like, maybe I want to coach soccer. Like what are some of the things you would tell her? Yeah, we have some great opportunities. And I think on all the different landscapes from us youth soccer to us club soccer, some of the conversations that we had in the last, even the last month, even the last week, um, or how we're creating opportunities for this next generation of coaches. Um, Carla Thompson and Jill Ellis created the um, She Mentors program. I know Kimberly Crabb has a scholarship that they put in her name for a National mm-hmm. Women's Soccer League player. So she's personally been selecting young Black uh, girls who will get a scholarship to get their coaching education. Um, so there are folks who are doing that work. But again, Carla was with the U.S. Soccer Federation right. and is now in the San Diego Wave. So who's the Black person who's going to take on that work? Place, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's I know, tough. And I know a few players has got their license, right? Like I think Tony Presley. Tony just got her B, I think, right? Yeah, she got her yeah. B. Was Darian in that group or was she in the next group? I think Darian and somebody yeah, else Darian, is in one of those Darian groups. and Shanae. Brittany, Brittany uh, Cameron, I think, just got hers, too. Oh, yeah, Shana, Shana, yeah, uh, got, got hers as well. So, we'll see more. So, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was about to say, can, can we, cause it's interesting because as I was getting my level three goalkeeper license the other day, or diploma, um, it's going to get harder. Mm. Like, there, I mean, the fact that, like, the pandemic put that pause and there's, like, this holding pattern. And there's also, it's interesting that I was speaking to a couple of instructors of licenses and everything like that. And they were saying that from the Federation and from the higher ups of, you know, all the people who are making decisions that uh, the decisions are going to be tougher now because Mm. uh, a lot of people are saying like they don't want the licenses to be watered down. So what I mean by that is Okay, that, I was like, please explain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elaborate. I, I, clutch, mean, I clutch my pearls. So what I mean by that is that, okay, so me, Tony Coach, let's say I just do the bare minimum of everything like that, and I'm able to get my quote-unquote D license. And another coach who's been busting their butt and everything and doing all the P's and Q's and everything like that, they got their D license. Mm-hmm. So they're both like, okay, we both got our D license. So now we're both eligible to get our C license. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if we're going to get our C license and we're both eligible before in the past, you know, a lot of the um, key markers of letting people quote unquote pass, get their C license. And they're saying that, okay, this dude or this girl, so-and-so doesn't know the game, but yeah, still, they got their C license. Yeah, still, you got someone who is coaching professional. They, they know the game. They know X, Y, Z. They know how to do film. They know this and that or whatever. But you got someone who's just going by, just, get, just getting by, I should say, mm-hmm. and they're getting their C license. 
And they're saying there is a worry about the watering down of licenses now. Um, and so what I, from what I've understood from instructors that now that they're going to be a little bit stricter about that. I wouldn't and, be surprised. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Tony. Well, I just wonder, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, oh, shit, what is I going to do with, you know, us? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's all about who you know, right? That's why, you know, myself as the chair of the Black Tiger Coaches Association, that's why for two years I made sure I was in a room having conversation with the folks that I had to, had to create opportunities for. So if those are things that you're looking for and we have to have conversations with folks who can get you and help mentor you, help you with the, the professional development, whatever it may be, we have literally created a pipeline. Um, and then that's a huge part of the work that we've done in the last couple of years where we have folks in literally in every sector of this sport. And we recognize that the work that we have to do is to work in synergy to create more opportunities. Cause I'll tell you right now, we do have a lot, you know, and the biggest thing for me this year is making sure that our, our database is as organized as possible so that we have a lot of these young coaches um, who are ready to seize these opportunities. And I will say, I love the programs that United soccer coaches has for career development. It's one of the things that they're really focused on. And especially with the new CEO, the he's been calling regularly and he really wants to create opportunities for black coaches. It's part of that. We're doing a takeover of the United Soccer Coaches podcast. And, you know, our 30 under 30 program is such a phenomenal program. And the beautiful thing about having our 25th anniversary this year was, is that we had all of these black people in one room, successful coaches who are phenomenal, who've done their job. You notice I didn't say black coaches. They're just damn good at what they do. And you have this young generation that's in this national office. And they looked at the wall and you can look at the board of directors and it's all, you know, white people. And then you can see the fire in these folks that they want to take over. You know, you have a group that's coming up that's ready, you know, and we have opportunities that we've been creating um, where we're going to make opportunities for people who look just like us. And we're excited to do it. But we just definitely want everyone plugged in um, so we can work together for fan supporter groups like yourselves. Like I know you guys have been super supportive, but the more we can come together, there's so that there's power in the numbers that we have. And in the relation, everyone says there's six degrees of separation. I don't believe that you can make one phone call and someone there's one person I could call who knows whoever I need to get to. And that's just because our network is that big. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm talking prime ministers, queen of England, all that stuff. Like when your network is that big, sometimes you can get to folks. So we have folks who are ready to work together to create opportunities because we're not happy with the numbers. You know, the fact that we're, we're looking at the, the numbers for collegiate uh, head coaches, male, female, what it looks like. And, you know, we think it's like 13 black coaches in NC and NC double and, in division one, um, three black females. We got Kia McNeil. We got Marsha Harper. We got Denisha Adams and Denisha just got a position. So the numbers are horrible. They're not good. We're not happy with where they're at, but we are happy with what we're seeing with folks who are coming up who are going to be top coaches because they have phenomenal examples of just the best coaches around. Oh, I got a question. I got a question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. I mean, you brought the, the, the collegiate aspect of everything. I'm interested in your opinion about the collegiate soccer role. Okay. Is it going to be significant five years, ten years from now as far as, like, the total soccer landscape? Because Men's and women's size are completely different. So this, this, this answer is different. Yeah. This is true. I mean, based on gender, there is 
a different answer for both aspects, but what is your opinion about how the college soccer landscape, because obviously you and I, we work in the youth landscape of soccer and so much of it is, is focused mm-hmm. about getting that, you know, that quote unquote college scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you see as the landscape within the next five, 10 years of the college soccer landscape? I think everything that you're seeing from and even the amount of uh, semi-professional teams that we have in the different leagues is that there is an abundance of opportunities for our kids to be able to play the game. And so I even look at it from the collegiate aspect of it, even youth soccer, because we have some kids who they're not even thinking about college soccer. They know they're going to go overseas, bypass the whole U.S. system and go play for, you know, we, um, my friend here is from the D.C. area. How many how many kids do we have from that PG County area who are mm-hmm. bypassing the U.S. system? They don't want to necessarily play for D.C. United, but they're going overseas and playing immediately. Um, mm-hmm. So you'll have people who different things are going to work for different people. So I know on the men's side, a lot of people will say that the collegiate game doesn't really pr- uh, prepare someone to be a world-class player. Um, but what I'm saying is, because I look at it from a more holistic standpoint, is it creates opportunities for all kids to think about what's best for them. Some kids are going to want to go to college. Some kids want to go to a pro. Some people have those connections where they can make that happen. On the women's side, I think it's very different. I think the collegiate game is still really good. You see international women coming over to play the collegiate game. Um, So it's still something that helps to build the game. And, I remember when I played in Germany, there were so many young players who were like, "Can you help me get a scholarship here or there?" And like mm-hmm. they're like they're they're playing on it, uh, they're playing on a, on the national team. And I'm like, "You want me to help you? What? Like yeah. you're good, you know?" And it's like <laughs> yeah. the opportunities to play in college in the states at that time were it was it was a big opportunity. So I look at it as it's just opportunity. So for some folks. Some kids are going to play in college. Other kids are going to bypass that system because they can ball and they can ball right now and they can go straight to their professional career. Um, I just see it as an abundance of resources. We have kids who have who have options, and that's a good thing. Yeah, I think that uh, because I've made my feelings about men's college college soccer um, clear in in past episodes. Just I I don't see like how the men can rely on. College soccer to develop. Of course, there are some exceptions, but but as things are developing at a much faster pace with the academies, uh, it's gonna it's getting to the point where it's like if you do play college soccer, more than likely you're not you're probably not planning on playing pro. There might be that opportunity, but it's probably not the 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 main plan there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I go back to when we had uh, Mariah Lee on the show a few weeks back and like she was telling me that like like when she was at Stanford, like it's more professional than than a lot of the actual professional oh, yeah. clubs. And I think that for the women's like it's it's a totally different dynamic and there's there's much greater opportunity as far as still developing your game um on the women's side. Of course, I'd love to see that abundance reflect over on the pro side um here, but no, that's still a work in progress. At least, you know, like we're starting to finally see things and moving in a positive direction, especially from everything that's happened in the past few years. But, um, but yeah, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we, we get to a point of where if nothing else, at least while they're in school, they get, they get some money and, and they, uh, they, they make a, a good living from that. Um, did y'all, um, uh, Scott, do y'all have anything before we go into it today? 
I was gonna say, uh, so as we have this shift, as the USSF has divorced itself from the NWSL, and all hell is breaking loose, <laughs> do we see, um, the transformation happening on the women's side, uh, where mm. it is similar to the men, can, as the can, club becomes more important in a sense. I think, and just because I know some of that, what was happening with some of the the new hires, mm. um, I think we will sooner than later see an increase in representation. Just because I know folks who are contacted for different roles who turned it down mm. because they think it's a, a hot mess. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. they do, you know, yeah, and, um, for many people who are coaching at the collegiate ranks, like, is it the best investment to go and play in an unsure and uncertain national women's soccer league when, I mean, the collegiate game is so, I mean, mm. you, you, you can get in a team and just be there forever and do well. Um, but mm. I will say that I have just in the last like six months or so I've seen, I mean, I've heard that the National Women's Soccer League, as they're detached, are looking to increase representation for people of color. Of course, mm -hmm. they want more female coaches. Of course, they want more American coaches. Because even when it comes to gender, you just don't see many yeah. American women um, mm -hmm. who are coaching. So, I mean, just seeing Amanda Cromwell get the Orlando right. High job and things like that. And of course, uh, Casey Stoney, it's exciting to see her at, at the Wave just because my homegirl Carla's over there too. Um, but I think you will sooner than later... Um, start seeing some some di more diversity just because i think they know they've been called out on it it's it, the national women's soccer league's um diversity numbers are horrendous in my opinion it's not gonna be <laughs> we, we, we are aware <laughs> we, we it's not good enough those, we've had to have this those conversations um but even i guess and i know you said you, uh black coaches over in europe i guess particularly england have talked about how in some ways it's easier for them but even at a pro level, it's only whole pal, right? Like I can't even think of sort of top flight yeah. black women coaching. She's the only one I can think of. You know, we had a conversation I, last week. I was talking to Kia McNeil um, and we were trying to figure out at the convention, we were like, who was the first black female head coach to ever play coach this game? And we couldn't think of it. So I we literally I couldn't, tell couldn't tell you. And the thing that really makes me upset about this, and Tony knows this, is that with a lot of the programs that exist to this day, many of them were created by black women. Mm. You know, when you think of, inter, and I'm, I, I won't go there too much. I'll be very diplomatic. <laughs> but when you think of, because Tony knows, he knows I have a problem with something. But anyhow, um, when you think of a lot of the inner city soccer programs that have become mm. nationwide, that, well, that was the idea of a black woman. And that program was stolen from her. Um, and we don't know her name. I mean, the we know American, name, It's but, the American tale, right? Like, yeah, seriously. And, there And there's so many stories of that. So that actually had to be a real conversation that we had in a closed meeting that we had about the importance of autonomy. So I'm so happy to see, you know, these black owned programs like yourselves that you guys, you guys own and operate. And it's for the culture where it's a safe space just to be black, you know, yes. and it's not saying that um, assimilating, if that's the word, um, is a bad thing. It's just saying that sometimes our culture is too easily rented out. Sometimes we have black folks who are just they yep. they want a dollar so quickly that they don't want to build and create opportunities for their own Ooh. where there's safe spaces where, you know, you have kids who can play in the right position. Another other conversation that I have way too often that drives me crazy mm -hmm. is you have players who are top number tens, number nines, number sevens who are converted to goalies or outside backs. 
because they're so athletic and are mm -hmm. top notch in every position. Um, so, so strong. Some of that, yeah, just so strong, so strong and fast. Pace and, and, pace and power. Pace, pace and, power. and athletic. And, when, and they're slow. Like some of them are slow. Like what pace? <laughs> what pace? <laughs> well, and that's funny because you'll have some black players who will say that. They're like, well, what happens when you don't uphold that stereotype, but you're still an intelligent and smart player? Mm -hmm. Some folks aren't checking for you and you can still play like a Zabi. You know, you can still play yeah. like a, a NES that you can, you have that, that quick mind yeah. and that the way to distribute. Crystal Dunn's actually not that fast. Really? Compared, comparatively. Like, if I think of other players. Let me tell you something. When I saw her, what, what's her fast, name from, but yeah. from France, home, and, and she's track fast. What's her name from France? Uh, George. Gianni? Um, when, when those girls were running side to side, that's how I knew Crystal Dunn was fast. Cause I'm like, that yeah. girl's not just, that girl's track fast. She could probably go race against uh, track back, yeah. the Jamaicans. The Jamaican well, women's national team. Well, that's how you put on defense. Team. She got recovery <laughs> speed though. So like, yeah, I think her recovery speed. speed. Got, yeah. But yeah, our wingers are faster. Like, I don't think, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just like, yeah, it's a lot, but these are the things that like I have to think about it. Yeah. And Tony, you know, we're kind of in like that inner city space. And for me, um, we use the game to equal the playing field. Mm -hmm. I use the game to create opportunities for other. Um, and we just have a great group of coaches and allies. So I think we often talk about um, just what we're doing within our space, but we have a lot of people who are, um, Sorry, I'm trying to read this note that Tony just hey, sent me. I was me. quick. I was track speed, shouty. Don't get it twisted. Don't try and be like that. I was track speed. I was cutting people out. I'm sorry. I was cutting slow. I was cutting slow. I was cutting slow. Don't do me like that. I'm sorry. I just saw that. See that subtle roast? I see. I couldn't get out that last week, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, but those are the things that like when it comes to the black soccer landscape, those are conversations that we have to have the the biases that some coaches have. And then we've had to have I mean, we've had calls with, you know, over 70 college coaches at a time. We had a call with over 200 of the MLS next um, coaches multiple mm -hmm. times to have some of these mm -hmm. conversations. And of course, we have people in place who have continued those kind of conversations. Um but they have to continue to be had because some people aren't even aware. When I tell you our soccer landscape coaches within United Soccer Coaches, they're all cool. They're all good people. But sometimes they're just very unaware of the different mm. racial instances, things that are happening um, in the landscape. So we have a lot of work to do. But um, the groundwork's been laid. That's good. Right. That's definitely good to hear. And I'm hoping right. that that it only, it only continues, continues to improve. Uh, I heard, like I said, Next year's is in Philly. That's, Philly. That's, that's, that's that's just up the road, you know. In case anyone needs to have some <laughs> some podcast hosts pull up, you know. Podcast you row is a thing, Tony or, or Greg and Tony. There's oh, okay. podcast row, so well, and, and yeah. it's cool. So and, and um, you, I'm interested to have a conversation everybody. about you know you all as black women and coaching, like what you're trying to start. Like when you have some of that groundwork, we would love to. We and the most important thing with, with that is just being able to locate where all the black and, and mm -hmm. Tony, Lee, Lee, uh, was it Lee Jakes? Lee Jakes. Lee yeah, Jakes, she yeah. was at one of my sessions at the convention that I shouted out. I was like, you don't even know that I know you, but I know you because your boy Tony is always shouting Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, what? How do you know who I am? I'm like, yeah, Tony, Tony's out here uh, advocating for uh, for women in the sport. Absolutely. So, I, so, I, I, so I'm recruiting her, you know? <laughs> she is the beast. Probably keep him around. Like, Y'all know, like, Lee Jakes, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. Like, Lee Jakes, she's 
she's going places like seriously. But that's my. That's a, she's been on our show like probably episodes uh, hundreds ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, remember her, her and um Andrea are both uh, with United. So like yeah, like it, it's okay. uh, yeah, they're both working for Atlanta United right now. Yeah. Oh good, exactly, good, good, for good, RDS good. program. Exactly. So oh. yeah. yeah. And but so yeah. sorry, but to finish your question, um, yeah, help us help us figure out where all the, the, the black coaches are and mm. these black females who are coming up to make sure that they know that there are mentors, there are you know development programs, mm. there are opportunities, there are scholarships. Mm-hmm. Um, we just want to increase representation, mm. you know, and then we'll make sure that our, our job is to make sure that everyone has everything they need to be successful. That's my yeah. role. Yeah, they're the biggest thing. Close up. I was going to say, is it distracting if you had the band cranking at your game as you're coaching? Would that be a distraction? So maybe you don't know. I, I'm a I'm a rock soccer coach, and I'm a black-owned rock Why soccer coach. So, so I have Why she's two so black. Big, she's so black. big speakers so black. from the games. I'm playing smoke <laughs> music. I love I'm it. I'm playing Afro beats the whole time. Okay. And I have a mixed league, but everybody's dancing just the same. Okay. Every, different races, different cultures. It's the culture. You got to get it in there. And, it, and it's it's fun. So I don't mind that. Okay. I think it adds to the ambiance. I think it adds to the kids having this passion and love mm. and being able to dance on the ball a little bit. Give it hey, a little vibe. Hey, you know? look at that. A little sauce. <laughs> no, give them a little sauce. <laughs> and then you know, nobody throwing red cards and yellow cards going pop, pop, pop because you up here swag surfing. It's our, saying, it's our goal. It's our goal to get that. Property get that value is going down. Yeah. Property value is going down instantly. And it matters. Oh, it matters. God. It matters that you're there to, to do that, do that and bring your blackness and bring black hey. culture. <laughs> oh. But you know what's great yeah, about it, though? What, what's great about it, though, is that the amount of people that I have from outside of the city who are now joining my mm-hmm. league, it's beyond race, right? So, like, I may be the chair of the black soccer coaches, but my inner city league, like, first of all, we're, we train out of the old Reynolds Stadium. So our kids are training out of a state-of-the-art facility. We just built a brand new indoor facility. So now they have state-of-the-art indoor facility, cardio, weights, classrooms, um, PT. But why? They don't deserve that. They, they don't deserve that. My no, kids no. do. All of my kids None do. All, all 1,500 yeah. deserve the world. They do mm. well in school. We've had 10 valedictorians. They get it done. Um, and we're going to do this all over the country. We're going to make sure people have opportunities. Mm-hmm. Tony's already doing this work. You know, Tony does it. Nicole, I, I just say because the same thing, like, as we build our station soccer location, mm-hmm. it's the same field that Atlanta United plays on. That same stuff. And they're like, why are they getting that same, mm-hmm. you know, access that, you know, those It's intentional. It's like, intentional. And- how much does it, and it hurts folks. Cause I know it's like, it's a free program and these kids get, you know, yeah. everything because there's, we have some of the richest kids. We have some of the poorest kids. We know a mm. good amount of the kids are below the poverty line. But when we're talking about equaling the, the playing field, that's literally what we're doing to the point where I got to change our, our, our mission. Cause we're not a disadvantaged mm. soccer league. We're a soccer league where everyone has the opportunity to play okay. and everybody wants to come in because it's a beautiful melting pot of, of people from, from all different different statuses, levels, everything, and we come together and we just play this beautiful Nick game and unite. So that's so what we're what gonna the do with the rest of the game. Exactly. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. like like Court, anytime that we can have you on and and talk about this kind of stuff, uh, of course you're always um, more than welcome. Um, I know um, we have like a small gap in the in in, in the in this between seasons. I'm trying to get Stacy to come up here for a game. Still trying to like now that of course 
Georgia's always always been open. Of course, if you can um, get some time to come down, finally come down, we definitely got to uh, uh, get you in and, and uh, chop it up. Um, just want to um, before we go up to to down, I just want to give a, a quick thank you to everybody who um, gave us feedback uh, last week with the uh, Cav on stage. Hopefully, y'all got a massive, massive good laugh um, out of everything that we talked about, and of course, like just you know talking about Kev's experience, you know, being a soccer dad, uh, hit his own journey into uh, getting to the game and everything. Like, honestly, it's probably one of my top three all-time favorite episodes. Like, it's uh, it was absolutely just great and hilarious. No matter what Sky and Tony say about my head, it was still good. Okay. <laughs> it was still good. But um, – and um, then just a, a a quick programming note. Next week, I will actually not be on on the episode. I'll be actually uh-huh. uh, um, I'm heading up the the Knoxville for a roundtable with uh with, with uh One Knox SC. Um, so filling in for me will be our homies uh, Yogi and me, Mark. And um, uh, of course, next week is the first week of the, of the MLS uh, season season opener coming up. So uh, okay. we'll be uh, previewing uh, the upcoming season. So. Make sure you uh, stick uh, stick around for that next week, and also uh, I believe this week you'll be able to catch uh, me and Scott on the FC FC Pod, and uh, that's a uh, LAFC uh, podcast uh, for those of y'all who aren't aware. And uh, yeah, make sure that you uh, check it out on your favorite podcast apps, and um, yeah, we got a chance to uh, chop it up with uh, with some good bros, um, uh, supporters at LAFC, and talk about what we do and whatnot but um but yeah make sure you check that out um make make right now the store's cool get uh of course uh the, the kids are starting to come out y'all so i think like we had like just seven today um come out of course the home team they come out on saturday so yeah make sure you get your uh, jerseys ready make sure you get your name sets ready at ftcutd.myshopify.com or you can get those all the all those hoodies that that Sky has over there. Like she's got like the whole stack from like like from like November to January, just about. <laughs> oh, really, really. But uh, but yeah, like, oh, that's a that's a very nice looking shirt. And shout out to Jasmine Spencer. Nice. Uh, but uh, but yeah, let's uh let's hop up here in uh two up and two down. Uh, can I say something name? real quick though? Can I say something up, real quick? I just want to shout all of you guys out. It's the beautiful thing that I see with a lot of the podcasts is that you guys support each other. The the solidarity and the unity that I see you guys uh, displaying, the love that I see within the community, um, it's going to help everything that we're doing. And and I'm telling you guys, this time next year, I want all of you, all the black podcasts, all the black soccer coaches, all the black soccer administrators, I want all of us in one place at one time to just celebrate all of our greatness, all of our excellence. Um, I appreciate the work that you guys uh, do speaking about things from the culture with shea butter on the face. You know, <laughs> so you know, I just appreciate you guys uh, so much, all the work that you're doing and, and the way that you're displaying uh, solidarity with just full a labor of love. So thank you guys and keep that rolling. Thank you. I, th- I greatly appreciate, appreciate that. that. Um, Can it be in a warm weather area? Huh? It's cold, well, man. <laughs> she wants uh, a warm city. Philly's not that warm. Sorry. Oh, but just just for like three days. Come in for the social. Come in to just come in for like it, even a day, maybe. She has a closet full of hoodies. She's nice. Yeah. It'll, it'll, 
it'll definitely be worth it. Like, okay, I, I, I'm this is something that I, I've definitely been wanting to do for the past few years. Like, I like ever since uh, uh, Tony came back from Baltimore, I was like, Yeah, like, we like we absolutely have to do this. I was, I tried to do it uh, this year, but I couldn't quite swing it. But yeah, next year, like I said, Philly, that's absolutely out. That's definitely right. happening. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to one one of our own, uh, uh, Miss Silves over there. Uh, she was featured up in uh, PremierLeague.com a couple weeks ago, uh, talking about the platform and uh, and talk about her her fandom. Of course, granted, it's it's Chelsea, but you know we won't hold that against her. You know it, it is what it is. But um, but I just want to you know make sure that, that we uh, show love and just say yeah, like you know, obviously everything that's been happening with Jay Butter. Uh, always is always an upper uh, with that. So yes, congrats on on the article and whatnot. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, I can leave. I can leave. Oh. I can leave. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, let me let me open let me open this back up real quick. Cause yeah, I I, I want to have a like this is gonna be a, co- a collective up first for for yes. the Super Bowl, Bowl halftime show. Oh, uh, the Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait. wait. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna throw something. I'm, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw a wrench. Oh. Or I'm gonna throw. I didn't. I didn't watch something. the Super Bowl. That's fair. I, I, I did see the halftime show. I don't support that. That's, 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 that's you should know I don't support that. You should know I don't support the NFL. She ain't for the call. Hey, Grego, she ain't for the call. No, that's culture. That's a cultural choice too. Yeah, that's why we talk about halftime. That's why we talk about halftime because halftime was culture. I think everybody, most people watch the halftime. On YouTube, yeah, people are watching on YouTube. My sister was like, "I'm protesting the NFL." Yes, I'm, I'm unha- I've been unhappy for a while. I will say this: I, when the Buffalo Bills make it far, I watch. But I, I I'm uh, just—they almost did it. They almost did. I, and Josh I, I watched Allen, a lot of Josh Allen's a beast. He's a beast. He he's is. A beast. Jamal he on the plane Joshua from Kansas Jamal. City. But I mean, look, sorry, look, I, I just look, hijacked your whole conversation. My bad. I, 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 I didn't. I didn't watch the NFL for like two years. Greg will tell you. I had three. I, I just started watching. Years. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I watched from a distance. Okay. Yeah, but then that's for different reasons. And then when Eminem. Brought shit back. And I was like, "Oh shit!" The white boy then brought me back to reality. I was like, "Oh shit!" See what you did there. See what you did there. Fuck the white boy had to do it. Oh shit! All right, yes, all right, yes. I'm proud. But, uh, but 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 one thing about that, real quick, because apparently from what they're saying, that like the league told him. Especially no kneeling. They told Dr. Dre they um you couldn't have a lineup about um still can't still rock with the police. police. Yeah. And um and they said, you know what, we're doing this anyway. And I'm like, why not? I'm like the fact what that we have a, a hip hop what the fuck did they think? <laughs> like what are they gonna lose by doing it? Like Exactly. I'm like you're, they're very rich. Like, they're very rich. <laughs> Dr. Dre no, is a literal billionaire. I'm like, yes. Like he's not going to he care. He doesn't have to make songs. He makes headphones. Like <laughs> it just needed to be longer. Like that. I hope this turns into a tour. Yeah. I mean, that needs to be a tour. That's all. Have you? That's just how they got to shoot. Oh, they okay, got to shoot when power is not on. I went to the Up and Smoke tour here in Atlanta. Wow. When it was wow. Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop, and all of them. That Up and Smoke tour is the best 
concert mm. I've ever been to. And there's a reason why they call it Up the Smoke because I was high off. Everybody was lit. Yep. Speaking of which, people being like, "Oh my God, Snoop smoked before he went yes, on stage." I'm like, I'm sorry, Snoop. <laughs> First of all, it's Snoop. Second of all, it's, it's California. It's all legal, baby. It's legal. Like it's, it's all legal. legal. Even if it even wasn't, though, before it's it was illegal, they, 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 they would do that everywhere. It's Snoop. They don't can, care. can we can we stop body shaming Fifty Cent, please? Like, oh, I, I'm going to put out there, as a man who is 40 years old, I'm a 40-year-old man who is dealing with transitions in my life, and I understand 50 You get it, yes. And I feel true. like we were body shaming 50, and they were saying, like, little he's bit, a dollar bit. bill now. No, you know, he's, he's not going to still wear that. He bill. just had, like, this medium on. Yeah, he, I he, would I not, he was fine. Just I a, a bigger size. He was fine. Why are they body shaming him? Like I feel I wasn't body shaming him. <laughs> what I was though is like if you gonna hang upside down, somebody had to help him because we all at that age where you can't just do that anymore. Right? Yeah. You he just know, looked, like he looked dizzy to me. I, I, yeah. I was really concerned. You, you, can, what you can't you hang upside down like that. I thought he had vertigo. He was having vertigo or something. Yes. You can't hang upside down like that like you used to. Like I can't nah, even like, get up out of bed that fast anymore. I had like, to go back place. and watch the video again just to remember that part. And I was like, oh okay, I forgot. Yeah. About yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. But like well, just just the overall moment uh for the culture, like the amount of sea walking. I was like, do you do people realize like how I many people are watching? And then I, I remember why I can't do I that was sea walking too. My daughter was looking at me like, What are yeah, you doing, Daddy? Like Yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know like, what I love though? I love how people from our generation loved it of all races, right? There's yeah. some people complaining, but all races yeah. were just people were saying it was we the best. With it. I don't know how if it was the best. That video, good. How do you see that video where it's like an all white uh pub We grew up on this. And as soon as the as soon as the halftime show was going on, it was all white. It was like I guess 40, 50 plus year olds. It was dead silent, like quiet, and nobody was responding or dancing. And like I was like, "Oh my god, that is that is my personal hell." That's watching that halftime show and, and nobody reacted and respond. Like, yeah, that that was uh, that was my childhood, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Tony, yeah. Tony's yeah. flashing back. Yeah, we are, we are the target demographic now. Like, Basically. So I, I was in college when this shit was going off. You know what I'm saying? I can't believe somebody see walk at a Super Bowl. Like, I was just like, and, and not just one. I mean, like, be okay. Dozens. Like, be okay. And just the fact that, like, like so you, people got to remember, like, over a hundred million people watched the Super Bowl this past mm-hmm. weekend, and you had literal. You know, gang lifestyle. Yes. I want to say feature, but it was like it was definitely on full display. It's like oh, that was he, he was like, the only one wearing blue. I was gonna say, didn't they say yeah. he couldn't wear a bandana, so he just wore a whole blue suit? Yeah, they were like, yeah. "We gonna wear black." Suit. I'm wearing blue. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, but I he could get away shirt. with that. But like, that yeah, that whole honestly, I, I, I would, I would try it. I would try it. I would wear that off. <laughs> Brought Martha Stewart out there and had her. He was in the game. Yo, Martha Stewart will follow Snoop to the the ends of the world. Atlanta native, and I saw the Bim Joiner with Atlanta influence and everything. Like the thing that pissed me off is that like when Mm -hmm. Atlanta had the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. a couple years ago, it was right during when we were protesting shit. 
and it yep. wasn't right, and we missed that opportunity yeah, of like five. putting on that type of show. Like, I wish we could have a redo yeah. of that. And I, I think would you ask, will. Because Jay Z wasn't in char- was in charge yet. This panel, what is our equivalent of that Ooh. type of show? Uh, well, you gotta have outcast. You gotta have outcast, right? Outcast. Outcast. Uh, uh, there's so many options, you, man. You pro- you, TLC. You, ideally, ideally it would be Ti, but of course with his drama right now, he's probably he probably wouldn't be invited. Uh, well, I mean, so Dre yeah. performed, so uh, that's true. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. true. Tip. Tip, I think. Well, and um, Snoop, Snoop has a little something going on, but yeah, who's your who's oh. your R&B choice? Oh, hold up. Can you put Snoop in there? Hold on, sidebar real quick. Congrats to Snoop for purchasing Death Row Records. Yeah, he bought Death Row. Yes. Suge yeah. Knight is crying in, in the jail cell. Yeah, I know. Um, There's some irony in that. Sorry, Suge. I ain't say that out loud. I'm sorry. You trying to? Are you but, here? You gonna no. get us got? Outcast, <laughs> TLC, Usher. Uh, well, I was gonna say Ursha. Yeah. Uh, you probably could get probably get at least Lo. Probably get at least Lo. Y'all, 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 y'all. might not get the whole goodie mob, but you at least get. All right, real Atlanta. Can we stand up? Can I get some yeah. Raheem the Dream? Yeah, let's can go. I get some Kilo Ali. <laughs> yeah, Kilo. Can some, Kilo Ali. Can I get some Oop Camp? Can oh, I get some Oop Camp? All Oop Camp. I mean, y'all would love right. that show. I don't know if anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, who are these people? Whoa, like, whoa, like, like, sorry. Like, sorry. Kilo Ali. I've heard the name. I know who that is. The real Atlanta knows. Oh, you know that. No, you know that song. Everybody got that song on that playlist. They like everybody got that one song. Baby, baby. Kilo Ali. I ain't gonna say it, but you know oh. what I'm saying because I don't know who's listening. You know, YouTube might. Well, it'd be like it'd be like having it in Miami, and like, can you have Uncle Luke? Yes, you would they have, have to. Clean. They could have, have him. Have to. You could, you could but have him. But what? You could have the girls. You got. You got. You got. You probably couldn't have the girls, but you could have him. Are you sure? I think they would try their best. I think they would try their best. Yeah, oh man! Last little kid. That was my favorite album cover. Oh that yeah, was my favorite album covers. I was had like, no business I'll... listening. Because I remember I had an older brother. He was seven years older. He had an album cover. I was looking at that shit like, mm-hmm. damn. Oh yeah, that was life. That was life back then. Yeah. <laughs> There's edited versions of all the Miami bass. You can do it. Oh God! If you go ahead, Mister Three Hundred Five. I I I just want Elena have a second chance at this. Yeah, time. they should. Well, we'll, we'll, we will. You will with that big shiny with that big shiny stadium. No, no, LA was gonna be super black because the league's trying to fight a suit. That's how you had a black rough running. You had all the blackness. Mm-hmm. I was like, they got all the black people to be like, we got diversity. When all, they... all all the black people and one human. But yes, but yes, yes let's uh. Oh. Let's, uh... <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, see how I brought it all back. See how Why I brought I? it all back. We're all human, guys. We're all human. But um, well, I'm, I'm gonna just awesome. give y'all one quick up. Um, for, for me, I don't really have any downs right now. Uh, Bel Air. If you, mm-hmm. it just premiered on Sunday. That they have like three episodes up. Make sure you watch all of them. I'm, 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 I'm two down. I got one to go. I'm, I'm probably gonna watch after I finish up recording here tonight. Same. But yes. You need to check that out. And it, it like it's it's 
the foundation's the same, but it's essentially a, a totally different show. And like just uh, how how they spin it is absolutely incredible. I'm like that's it's okay. it's it's beyond dope. So make sure you do that. Um, again, you know, I I, I think that. Oh, uh, one of the things I, I've been, I keep forgetting it from the past few weeks. Uh, congrats to uh, Shannon Box. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, for getting to the Absolutely. U.S. Hall of Fame. Uh, I, I think uh, Yogi had an episode on uh, Shannon Box a few weeks ago on Can I Kick It? So if you haven't checked it out, um, make sure you do that. Yeah, she's like one of the all time underrated. So under, still uh, underrated. Like, just best six we've had. Yeah. And um and then also the homie Clint Dempsey was elected and then I said I don't know how y'all I don't know how y'all feel hope but I know she finally she's got still in. She's one of the best. You gotta respect. She's her the play. best goalkeeper we have. My personal play. feelings don't yeah. matter. It's the yeah. Hall of Fame. My personal feelings don't matter, and I have them. Don't yeah. get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, but she's the best at her position. I'm not yes. gonna facts. But yeah. yeah. It's really all, all I got. I said it's been a good week for the culture. So let's uh, slide it on over here to. Sky Jesus. Oh no. Why is that her name? <clears throat> Here we go. So let me see my two downs. The disrespect of Matthew Thomas Ryan after this freaking end of the end of this uh, NFL season. We're gonna stop this foolishness. Y'all gonna put respect on his name. He was up there throwing the two people and people off the street. It's gonna be okay. The other down would be uh like this cold winter, I got my sweatshirt on. That was just supposed to be for decoration. It's time to be warm. It's time to be back into the 80s. You know, I'm not built for no cold weather. It, it, it was burning hot out there uh, this weekend, wasn't it? It was yeah, hot as all was, It was like 30 degrees. I was in the house, though, in my AC, but that's the blessings. But um, are you doing a parade tomorrow? That's another down. That's a down. I'm going to pick her up from the, from the, from the airport because. It. Love you mean it. <laughs> nah, you can't. Or if it's bad, you're gonna be in the Uber. Oh. Love you mean it. But anyway, um, my mm-hmm. up, I guess. Okay, so yeah, it's nice to see the Rams came through with like no kind of receivers at the end. Got that that ring. Good for you. <laughs> Excuse you, Yakima's finest was out there. Don't do that. See you out here, Cooper Cup. See you out here, Yakima's <laughs> finest. Yes, out here representing Detroit. The, 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 the Detroit Rams won. Um, and then I guess what's my other up? Um, uh, oh yeah, I got some, I got some new shoes. So new shoes, they look fire. New shoes. Oh yeah, and my uh, my my um, my uh, FTC collection of stuff. Appreciate you. No problem. No problem. <laughs> uh, wise man, what you got? You do like wise man. Keep talking. Talking. Say some smart <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got some smart shit to say, right? That's why you frozen. Look yeah, I was like, I, it's not me this time. No, I wasn't frozen. I didn't move. No, you, the video up. over here is a fro- is moving, but yeah, I can still hear you. So what you, what you got? All right. Um. So my up that I want to highlight is um i don't know how many people listen to our show and watch our show or anything like that but i am a howard alumni bison uh proud uh, i will let it be known all the time 
I don't know if y'all know that. Do, do y'all know that? I've heard, I've heard it on occasion. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You've heard it on occasion. Repetitively. Okay. So I just had to remind people of that. But anyway, uh, my coach, uh, while I was at Howard, Mr. Keith Tucker, uh, has been into the Virginia D.C. Soccer Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Come on now. I had I had to give him his flowers because he is still alive. Yes. And so that's the key thing. We have to highlight. Oh, you just saved me our... if I didn't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> we have to highlight those who are still alive and still around that have done, you know, ample amount of, of the work that we're trying to do now. Um, and he was doing without social media. Uh, and mm-hmm. so Keith Tucker, um, he was my coach at Howard when I was there as a player. Um, which is funny because he was the main one who was, trust me, his assistant, Curtis Landy, who passed away a few years mm-hmm. ago. Um, Landy trusted me, but he convinced Keith Tucker to, uh, to put some, in, to put some faith in me, but Keith Tucker, I, I definitely grew into uh, finding respect and knowledge of the game. Um, and it's funny that when I went to knowing Keith Tucker as a coach, um, it was very superficial. I didn't – I was like a young Padme or, you know, I, I've been watching a lot of Star Wars lately, like, I was a young Jedi that didn't know what the hell I was looking at, but uh, Q Tucker's vision of the game for the black culture, it permeates beyond the DMV area. Mm-hmm. Um, for many of y'all who don't know, Q Tucker has been with Howard Stocker for decades. And he was there during the times when Howard Soccer won a national championship mm. as a player. And then to go on as a coach and to try to make a um, not just a culture within the black community at Howard was soccer. And mm. the fact that he's getting recognized finally, I pay him respect and many flowers. Mm-hmm. And so that is my up. And that is all I am saying. Oh. Much respect to Keith Tucker. Lay dude. What a tribute. Thank you. Yes. What a tribute. Beautiful. And this, this is a guy who, and I just have to say it too, because he was one of the guys who was a founding member of the Black Soccer Coaches Group. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about right. a exactly. global and international influence on making sure that people have an opportunity from the jump. Um, and he's humble. Absolutely. He doesn't talk about all the people that he's influenced. But if you talk he to Shaka, ask Shaka Hislop about right. Tucker. Ask him. All right. He won't. He'll never exactly. stop talking about that mm. guy. So awesome. He's 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 he is so Bermudian. Like <laughs> <laughs> he is so Bermudian. It will you will know as soon as you meet him. But so. Okay. Flowers to Coach Tucker. Let me do proud of what he has accomplished. And this is only a microcosm of what he deserves. So. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Miss Hercules. I'm up. I startled me. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think my up is seeing how unified the black soccer community is from the podcast, how you guys come together from our coaches, how we come together um, from black administrators and black business owners who are in the soccer landscape. And I think a bigger up is that I think that all of these things are going to interconnect and come together in a way that's going to make the black soccer landscape so powerful and so influential in this game. Um, That is the up because I just see folks who are just doing this work across this country trying to grow this game for people who look like us. So it doesn't get, it, it's up, 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 up in a way for, for what we can do for the culture. So thank you guys for having me on. Appreciate it. Always love when I get to see my brothers and my two new little sisters, little sisters here. <laughs> so it's always good to chill with the fam and we'll, uh, we'll see you guys again soon. Cool. 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 Sales, the superstar. Close us out with you. <laughs> Ooh, you and my mama believe that. That's lovely. Um, <laughs> Are we doing both two up, two down, or hey, whatever we got? Um, I'll knock the downs out of the way. Um, one, uh, everything that's happening in Portland. Uh, yo, and apparently, I just saw your man tried to like he messaged uh, Sebastian Salazar because he said the truth last week and said he told him come on the show. Then. Uh, pretty much to paraphrase. Uh, so that and and I don't like the kit, so that just oh made yeah, it. we got we got the MLS version of the granny kit, like so like oh we do, yeah so, so like we it's uh the Louisville kit, but yeah yeah for those of y'all like who are of course from with uh, two cents, we have a, a yearly episode called Kit uh, Ratings. Um, I'll be hosting that um in the next couple of weeks, so trust me, we're gonna have a lot to say about <laughs> about that Portland kit. We have about that one. Uh, <laughs> the the the. The the pink who wait who who that ain't quite pink with uh with Inter Miami like and of course uh, the the new one with the home team like trust me like just be on the lookout for that episode in a couple of weeks but uh but yeah, continue continue um and then we've had you know conversations about our our lovely federation uh sort of at the youth level uh but y'all could have kept every one of those letters uh what nonsense what nonsense and you're you're either grossly incompetent. Mr. Cordero, or you're a liar, and neither one makes you worth voting for again. Or uh, you're the current president, and you're like, oh, you just have to all that, huh? Nobody knew, huh? Nobody knew. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah, and who you called a liar at that? I don't appreciate that. Uh. So yeah, uh, I imagine. I wish we had other options, but those are the, those are the two. Um. But it seems like, you know, the players are in a place now where they have more power than they ever have. And they can hopefully start to put their weight, you know, behind that. And I know they got a plan. Um, so we'll see. But, you know, we have a CBA in the league now. So yay, yay for that. There's more work to be done. But at least there's a baseline um, for players to have protection and get paid and have housing and maternity or, you know, parental leave or whatever uh, they need. Um, so sorry two ups um one shout out aaron jackson uh oh yes you. taking over speed skate we coming for all yes sports. <laughs> how, about, sport. how about the fact that how long she's been in the, she's been in the game five months so five she started years. skating in 2016 it wow. took all the medals and it took all she won gold <laughs> um and then shout out to uh alana uh myers 
Mm-hmm. Um, man, I mean, silver, silver medalist. I'm a little salty. She didn't get the gold. Um, because she's, she's got team. plenty. She's got a but lot. But she did, and she did it coming out of isolation. She didn't get to train. She didn't get to re- be with her baby. Like a boss. Mm-hmm. She was a boss. Like, at, at 37, like respect, just so much respect for her. Um, so so big up to that. Obviously, we rooting for everyone. Uh, we're for everybody. Black. Lisa Ray says. Um, and then my other up is uh this time tomorrow I will be in Los Angeles. Uh so US soccer that I've just talked mad shit about uh gave us credentials. <laughs> so uh <laughs> like, we're gonna oh, be yes. out here at these two national team games. Uh so yeah, hopefully we'll get to see a few things like Trinity Robbins first cap and Mitch first on the front line, things that we don't get to see all the time. So know, right? um we're very excited to be able to see that from the from the high up seats. Um and we'll come, with, come with some more this is an exciting this is an exciting roster I, i'm amped for this for this game i am i am i think we'll find a hopefully hopefully if they do what they're supposed to do we'll find a good uh a good balance um but there's i mean there's a lot of young talent and as we have said repeatedly on the show a lot of it's black so um you know, my ultimate motto is, do you want to win or do you want to be white? Because you're going to make a choice. Wow. So, uh, 2023, you're going to make a choice. So yeah, don't that's where the talent is. So going to be out there. You ain't going to be trying our life. Well, yeah, so. Running from the uh, kangaroos and stuff. <laughs> We're going to be out here. Right. I'm like, ooh, Austra- we had to do Australian this year. Uh-huh. Can, right. can, can I hire you for our DEI program? You know what <laughs> I, listen, we about to be in demand, so... Yesterday's price ain't gonna be tomorrow's price. Give me why. Give me why you can. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What's good? But yes, I will glad. Yes, I actually would not mind. We need to. It's necessary, and I know you. You all are doing the work with the coaches and things like that. But yeah, we PA got needs it. We got College needs it. They all need it. We got things <laughs> on the way. We got things. She about about to have a team. About to have a team yeah. of their own. We, do. we, so. out, we out here working. We out here working. We, <laughs> we got a team. We got a little team. Just a little bit of team. Black women always get it done, so we're out here. But yes, uh, again, thanks to uh, Nicole for coming on this week. Because it's too late on that side. Oh Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Whenever you are on, whenever you are on social media, where can people find you? I, I'm the worst (laughs) with social media, but I'm I'm so accessible on, on Nicole M Hercules. Uh, I don't, I'm not on social media like that. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm easy to find, but hopefully I post more. Hey, but hey, <laughs> when she finds you, she's a good fan. Yes, that's, that's true. I'll thing. support. I'll support the hell out of you. That that's what I do okay. do. I'll that support part is the hell that, out of you. That's a fact. That's pretty much all I use it for, just to make sure I'm supporting. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, as always, you can find us on social at the FTC. UTD. Okay, okay. Now, now I know. I, I didn't know that. Oh, no, you, 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 that. That was about. Th- that was about this close to quite right. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, oh, shit. I record that shit. Did we, did we record yes. that? Yes. Just keep it for every week. Yes. Oh man. That was good. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, FTC, YouTube, Pod on TikTok. We actually did. Actually, no. I posted the roast on, on TikTok. So yeah, like. I, I, I am I am secure within myself in my head. Um if you haven't done so already, make sure you check out this week's Shea Butter uh with our homies uh Black Fires. Yo, 
our, our guys came through the internet was working right and it's some good shit so okay. yes make sure you check it out <laughs> um but yeah like uh of course you can find uh shea butter at sbfc underscore podcast you can find our, our fam at two cents fc at two cents fc and uh also can i kick it at c-i-k-i-f-c on twitter and can i kick it fc on instagram but yes we next week oh yeah, that's right yeah, y'all probably fixed y'all probably fixed the uh the address so yeah that's yeah hey 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 i got a request what's up this is personal hey people uh in a month i'm going to turkey i need all my turkish homies uh anybody knows anything about turkey anything that they want me to know or find out please send it to me i'm going to turkey i might be going to bestract a game or anything like that send it to me did you get your card yet Bro, like it's so, so Paso. It's called Paso. I'm not even lying. It's an app called Paso. Paso, and he'll let, let you go. <laughs> they literally just sent me an alert that, like, okay, now you can buy a ticket to the game. Um. Wow, wow. <laughs> the, pro- the process is thorough. The process is thorough. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, no, but seriously, going okay. going to Istanbul in a month. By all means, I'm trying to stock coach there. Let me know what y'all want, need, everything like that. If you got any questions and everything like that, let me know. Cool, definitely. And we should have some good content from the coach while, while he's out there. But yeah, we'll be counting okay. down to that. Um, nice. Again, uh, next week we got our MLS season preview. I'll be gone, but of course, uh, Yogi and me, Mark, will be filling in. They'll be having um, the, um, the good stuff. And um, should have some guests on uh, uh, next week as well. But um, until then, uh, for for Coach, for Sills, for Sky, for Cole, for L, for Ty, for Yogi for Mayor for TK for everyone here on the team. The coach is real. The coach is everywhere. Get ready, y'all. Season's coming up next week. We'll see y'all soon. And we out. FTC U T D.